Welcome to the Tech.eu podcast, where we discuss some of the most interesting stories in European tech today. I'm your host, Dan Taylor. Let's do this. Well, all right, all right, all right. You have found it. This is the Tech.eu podcast. I am your host, Dan Taylor, and we are the droids you're looking for. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's episode God only knows, 300 and something, something, something. I don't know what. But we're trying something a little bit different here this week. Actually, I'll be honest with you, I'm being a bit lazy. I'm dovetailing two features into one. I've got one of the hottest guests I've ever had. I mean, really, he has incredibly cool hair. You can't see him, but I can right now. He's smiling laughing at me right now. But we're uh, we're bringing this into the big deal feature. And in my opinion, this is a big deal. I mean, I'm not a scientific guy, really. Uh, so life sciences, bioscience, I don't know too much about it. But this one... I just I, I had to follow up because uh, the press release that I that I read and the little bit of digging I did, they were instrumental in fighting COVID. But I want to know how, what, who, where, when, and why. So let's get into it, shall we? This is uh, the Barcelona-based Sakara Labs. I hope I'm saying that right. Evan, did I say it right? Sakara, absolutely, absolutely right. Okay, good. Sakara Labs. They are a by their own definition, cloud-based open source workflow orchestration tool designed to make complicated data analysis pipelines simpler. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I think Evan's going to tell me what that means. Specifically, in the field of life sciences, they were founded in 2018. Last week, they came out of the gate with a 22 million euro Series A round announcement led by Addition. And I've been told not to mention the guy's name anymore, but we all know who founded Edition. He's one of the founders. There's a bunch of other people from Lion International, Tiger, something, something. You put that together. I'm sure you can figure it out. But in addition to Edition, uh, Talis Capital, Speed Invest, Box One Ventures, and Amino Collective also uh, participated in the round. The uh, uh, Sakara is in use by AstraZeneca, Oxford Nanopore, and over 150 leading pharmaceutical companies. They've also received several grants from the Chan Zuckerberg Initiative, just some guy who's really good at losing money lately. And they were pivotal in the COVID-19 variant detection with its technology used to discover and track Alpha, Delta, and Omicron variants of the virus. Joining me on the show today, I've already given it away a little bit, but is the CEO and co-founder, Dr., and I'm only going to say that once, Dr. Evan Floden. Welcome to the show, Evan. Great. Thanks so much, Dan. Great to be here. And uh, thanks for the, the uh, illustrious invitation and, uh, and uh, introduction there. I mean, the intros are one of my specialty, right? So so this is what I do. I mean, we're basically done, right? Do you have anything else to add? <laughs> Maybe a few more things if you give me some time, but I'll, I'll leave it to you. <laughs> good, good. Fill, fill in the gaps for me. Let, listen, let's get into it because I like to keep these short and sweet. And I know you're back to back to back interviews uh, and, and meetings today. And it's, it's a federal holiday in Spain tomorrow. Is that right? That's right. There's a lot of people doing the, uh, I guess they're called the bridge here. So uh, the bridge. Not our office, though. Yeah, exactly. People taking off. If they've got a, a day off on Tuesday, then the Monday off is, uh, is typically off as well. I mean, you're the CEO. You're going to be doing work tomorrow, right? Uh, a little bit. I'll do, do so spend a little bit of time with my, with my son. So try and keep, uh, keep the balance there. All right. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, listen, as I said in the intro, open source workflow orchestration, life science. What, what the heck is that? Yeah, I start with a little origin story on, on this. So we, we began in the, the Center of Genomic Regulation. So basically academic researchers. My background was much more in biotech. My co-founder was a computer scientist, a software engineer. And one of the problems we were trying to solve is, is really allowing scientists to take existing software, essentially tools, 
pieces that are taken from GitHub, scripts, maybe even proprietary software, and link it all together into what we call a workflow. This mm-hmm. software is often very distributed, so it's like it's running running in, in computers like clusters and, and uh, in the cloud. It's not typically analysis you can run on your laptop. And mm-hmm. the problem we were solving is really allowing people to write those workflows as well as to run them uh, in different infrastructure. And there's a kind of a whole element of it, which is integrating some technology, containerization, maybe viewers are, are familiar with that, but also things like GitHub, so social coding, the idea that people work on the same code base collaboratively, and mm-hmm. that kind of unlocked a lot of the, the sort of the pieces that were required, um, and particularly with regards to the COVID sequencing as well. We just talked about the, the holiday being the bridge, so if I may, I mean, Sakara is really, you're bridging a bunch of different things together and making the workflow just a heck of a lot easier, is that right? Yeah, that's right. I guess Secure is the, the commercial vehicle and it initially mm. started from a, a way to, like many open source projects, as a, a way to provide support, as a way to kind of bolster the, the project itself. And it's kind of grown from there. And we realized that there was a real need for people to run these, running in production, to run these workflows um, in different environments. And they wanted to go beyond just a single bioinformatician. So it analyzes that data, but it was time to be applied. And, much larger, larger organizations like, like in, uh, in pharma and uh, diagnostics and the like. And that sort of led to the development of, of Secure Labs and then some of our other our kind of platform, which, which allows for the management of those, those workflows as well. You've mentioned the Center for Genomic Regulation, which is where you and your co-founder Paolo Di Tommaso met, I'm assuming. Yeah. Now, because I've been up and down Secure's website backwards and forwards, wh- where does NextFlow fit into the picture? Yeah, it's interesting. So, so increasingly, so we've started to see like uh, open source projects essentially morph into, pro- into companies as well, or at least the, the creators, the maintainers of those open source projects create companies. And there's been, uh, particularly over the last few years, some really success stories um, around that, around building a, a company around an open source project. We are very much in the, in the same ilk of that. Um, a lot of them have been around developer tooling or infrastructure, particularly in the cloud, we're doing something very similar, but just really with a little bit of a scientific bent on it. So in in the sense that we are enabling scientists to build that infrastructure, to write those workflows. Um, But the business model is is typically very the same, very very similar to to those companies where you typically build either a service or a piece of management software that sits on top of and allows those people to really get the most value out of the open source and kind of expand from there into other verticals, which are which are related to, to that as well. Let's talk Turkey, COVID. Because when I read the release, I just assumed there was some kind of IP, uh, can't give out the, uh, the secret sauce. But as it turns out, you're more than happy to talk about it. So let's talk about COVID. First of all, how many times have you had the COVID? I've been pretty lucky. I'm still, I'm still waiting. What? <laughs> oh my God. Ladies and gentlemen, I found the one man on earth who hasn't had COVID yet. I've had it twice, and it doesn't get any better the second time you have it. Sakara has been instrumental in the variants. How have you saved my life? So, so stepping back a little bit, there's been, for, for some time, there's been these, these protocols which were set up, uh, particularly for monitoring and really for sequencing viruses and particular outbreaks with that. So when the, when the COVID, COVID really hit, uh, people really took that same technology, they had to change what's called the primers, essentially the way that they're going to amplify up the, mm. the, the, the the virus in this case, and then sequence it. And the key thing that we're not we're sort of looking at is, is the variance. So we're looking at how the virus evolves through populations. And that was kind of your key to understanding how things were how things were changing. So mm-hmm. that analysis, essentially that understanding of which variance is, is in your sample, um, the UK was really sort of leaders in this very early on. So they were taking, I think at one point, around 10% or 5% of, 
of the samples that they were taking, they were shipping them off to sequencing centers around the country uh, and then analyzing them at the, at the point of sequencing to be able to really understand and track that. And that what really led to the UK being kind of leaders in, in identifying the different variants and, and tracking them. The software which is used to analyze it is somewhat complicated. There's a, a series of, of tools which are required. So alignment of those reads, essentially the sequencing reads that you get from your sample, mapping it against the, uh, against the genome, which was developed, which was created very early on. And then from there, using that information to kind of track it in, over kind of a scale or over space or, or in different locations. Now, all of that is actually open source. So you can go online onto GitHub now and download that and, and, and free to use it. What Nextflow was pivotal in is it allowed people to take that software, essentially write those pipelines, those, those connections, and then share them with everyone around the world. So all that information was just placed on GitHub. People were downloading that. They were basically able to run it. We now have uh, this fantastic examples of a mentorship program where people were taking this in, in, in Africa as well and able to take uh, that information. They set up sequencing centers there. Um, the, whole, the whole thing was kind of driven by this, this kind of concept of open science and by making the computation reproducible, by making it kind of shareable, it meant that that analysis could essentially be shared with the world and, um, and, and they kind of enabled this, this kind of quick identification of those variants as they, as they occurred. What are some of the biggest challenges you faced in, in, in all of this? I would say that like a lot of the work that we did is really primarily from, from years ago of really setting up the technology and like the actual people who are in the field, either collecting samples there or developing that software. I guess the great thing about software is that it only has to be developed once. I mean, there's obviously some ongoing work, but really it can be created once and then it can be you know, really shared with the world. And I think that was like kind of a key part to us. So I guess the challenges that we faced were originally around working with some teams, uh, some, of the, some of the teams that were setting these uh, that infrastructure up. Um, but once that was once I got it was a fairly standard analysis. And in fact, the COVID genome is, is relatively small. So the amount of computation required is, is, is not a ma- is not massive. It can mm-hmm. it can actually be run on, on your laptop and the like. It was, it was fantastic to see that they, because the analysis was reproducible and portable, it meant that that whole thing could be copied and, and really replicated around around the world. And we start to see this now. It's starting to expand now into into things called like pathogenic surveillance. So COVID has really accelerated some of the work which has been going on, for example, detecting of, of foodborne illnesses. So now mm. we can apply that same setup that we've, that we've done for COVID and apply it to, to other applications as well, which is really exciting for, for us. I mean, I really believe in, a, in the next two, couple of years, you'll go to the doctor and you'll essentially get sequenced straight away, either uh, either for an illness that you have or, or even potentially you know, for your own genome. Um, and that will really lead to, to much better outcomes as well. From what I can tell, I get that there were some grants in there, so the numbers weren't reported. But from what I can tell, you're operating on about five or six million uh, in funding from 2018. Uh, 22 million—that's that's a pretty big jump. What's uh, what's on the horizon for Sakara now? What what are you doing with the money? Yeah, we've been. I mean, we've been in a lucky, you know, pretty decent situation in the terms in terms that we've been growing the business very fast, sort of 400, 500 percent year on year, um, which has enabled us to kind of keep fueling the growth as well. Mm-hmm. We're really now you know, think, thinking about dreaming a little bit bigger in terms of what we can achieve. We've been focused primarily on the workflow execution piece, but there's a whole lot of adjacent problems there, whether it's the, the data management or the setup of the infrastructure or the reporting. It's actually touching off a larger piece of the whole data analysis lifecycle, potentially even outside of life sciences as well. So we're really going to tackle this problem, taking the same approach, the learnings that we've had from, from Nextflow, and really creating foundational tools for open science, kind of continuing this this path forward, but in a kind of a broader uh, application as well. Do you have any uh, final thoughts to share with our listeners? 
No, absolutely. It's, it's fantastic to uh, to take the opportunity to speak to everyone. And uh, yeah, if you're interested in, in Nextflow, if you're a buddy and buy informatician, get in touch with us. We've got a Slack group, uh, a lot of kind of open things in the community. We've got mentorship programs. So yeah, I'd love to see you around the community. Look at that, ladies and gentlemen. He answered all my questions and managed to put a plug in for his company after raising $22 million in a Series A round. That's all the time we have for the Big Deal podcast this week. My name is Dan Taylor. Yours is not. I've been joined by CEO and co-founder of Sakara Labs, Evan Floden, and we are out of here. That's it. See? It's like going to the doctor, right? Painless. Awesome. No, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to be able to pull that off, to be honest. <laughs> Sound effects.